Let's pray. Father God, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, it feels so good to be in Your presence tonight. Lord, we have lots of needs as we meet at the beginning of Bible School 2014. One of those needs, Lord, is to, <laughs> in some ways, get rid of our expectations. I think we set them low, Lord, and yet it's good to, to come pre prepared to meet with You. But I just pray, Lord, the Word says You are able to do abundantly, exceedingly, above all that we can ask or even think. And so, Lord, please pardon me for 21st century lingo, but I just pray that, pray that you will blow our doors off this week, Lord. You are the infinite one. There is nothing that you cannot do. There is no wall that you cannot break down. No vice that you cannot conquer. There's no power that can stand against you except it be by your permissive will. I pray that you'll bless our time tonight, Lord, and little family devotion. Help us to relax in your presence. We won't do it right, but we want to have perfect hearts. And we commit this rest of this evening to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. I need two volunteers, and I need to qualify why I need them. I need two volunteers who feel somewhat secure in the fact that they could quote Isaiah 40. Brian, come up. I need another one. Okay, Isaiah 40, um, 12 through 20. How about that one? All right, come on up, Jeremy. Appreciate you men being willing to just come right on up here and be put on the spot. So you two need to trade places. I'm going to take us through verse 11, and I'd like you to take us through about 21 or so, and I'll stop you if you're of a mind to keep on going. And then, Ryan, if you could take us through to the end of the chapter. And uh, I'd like to speak a little bit tonight out of Isaiah 40, which doesn't always happen with our scripture memory passage at Bible school, but uh, that's why I'd like just to... Uh, draw it out. My exhortation to you men is to let it come out of your heart, as you know that already. But you know, several of you know this, but Ezra the scribe stood on a pulpit of wood and he read the scriptures and gave the sense. And so I'm just going to ask you to put a little bit of the sense. In other words, I'll demonstrate. And uh, then when it's your turn, I'll give you the mic. So we'll start with Isaiah 40, which says, 
Comfort ye. Comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. The voice said, Cry. And he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. O Zion, that bringest good tidings, get thee up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, that bringest good tidings, lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm, his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and meted out heaven with the span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a balance, and weighed the mountains and scales in the hills? Weighed the mountains and scales in the hills in a balance. Who hath directed the spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, hath taught him? With whom took he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge? and showed to him the way of understanding. Behold, all nations are as dust, and they are counted as a small dust of the balance, or as nothing, and are counted as a small dust of the balance. Behold, he takes up the isles as a very little thing, and Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the beast thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing and vanity. Let's see. What's that? 
To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare unto him? The workman, the workman maketh the graven image, and the goldsmith, goldsmith spreadeth it over with gold, and casteth the silver chains. He that is so impoverished that he hath no oblation, chooseth the tree that will not rot. He seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain. He spreadeth out and that spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. That bringeth the princes of the earth, that maketh the princes of the earth as vanity, as to, as to nothing. He bringeth the judges of the earth, maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Yea, they shall not be planted. Yea, they shall not be sown. Yea, their stock shall not take root in the earth. And he shall blow upon them, and they shall wither. And the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. To whom then will you liken me? Or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things? That calleth, that bringeth out their hosts by number. He calleth them all by names. By the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest thou, O Israel, speakest thou, Israel? My way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not? Neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Did well, thank you. Neat thing about that is, you, know, you can relate to their pain. <laughs> <laughs> For your days are numbered. <laughs> thank you, brothers. Well done. I was thinking if I would uh, be able to bring in 2 Timothy 2, the first 10 verses for uh, you first-year students. And the Lord just gave me the message tonight for a family devotional time, primarily out of Isaiah 40. And I have three questions to ask and to answer tonight. Ironically, uh, we've kind of went down this road this evening already. The first question is one that you've been answering all evening. It's just simply, why are you here? The second question is, 
what will you do about it? And the third question is, what will God do in response to your commitment? We're just going to consider the chapter. You've already shared an expectation. This evening, I'm going to take staff license. And I won't mention your names, but I... I'm just going to read a few of your written answers. Why would you like to attend the Bible school? One answer, I would like to gain more spiritual guidance and clarification in my life. I'm still a young man and feel the need for God to have full control over my life and all that I have, as I know I can't do it all on my own. Amen. And another one, I want to come to Bible school for several reasons. To grow closer to God is one, but almost more than that, should anything be more than that. I need the time of fellowship and accountability. I'm at a turning point in life and want to step away from it and get a perspective of where I am at and what my future might be. And I would just say, a week with God always yields results has been my experience doesn't matter if it's here or elsewhere, but that's a good expectation. Another answer, ultimately I would like to attend this Bible school because I love God. I want to know God more intimately than I do today. I want to be more obedient than I am today. I want to be conformed to the image of Jesus. I want to grow in holiness and please the one who has loved me in spite of all my wickedness. I want to learn from older men whose lives testify that they are walking with God. I want to build relationships with peers who also have a deep love for God. I want to encourage others and point them towards Jesus. I want to join with other committed disciples in prayer and singing and exhorting and memorizing and fasting and being vulnerable and stretching and crying and laughing and praising God. My desire to attend this Bible school is rooted in my love for God. Amen. A couple more. I was tempted to read all 25, but I thought I'd better just choose a few. I'm very excited to respond to the Bible school invitation. Having the privilege to saturate truth and receive teaching and discipleship enthuses me greatly. I hope to be challenged in the way of holy living in this age, and I'm excited to see what God will teach, convict, and cleanse me of there. And one more. I search my heart and wonder why. Why do I want to come to Bible school? Is it so I can look like a good spiritually minded person? Am I just using God as some kind of means to a life of blessing? It seems like a constant battle between flesh and spirit, whether it's serving Him for the wrong reasons or not serving Him at all. I have these selfish desires to give up and to hope that He comes bursting through the clouds today so I wouldn't have to fight anymore. When shall I be delivered from this vain world of sin and with my blessed Jesus drink endless pleasures in? And then when I turn my eyes upward off of myself and this life 
I see him with his scarred hands that remind me of what he has been through for me. I see his eyes searching the earth for a willing heart to share his heart with, and I no longer desire to live an easy, wasteful life serving myself. But now I am a soldier. My captain's gone before. He's given me my orders and tells me not to fear. And if I hold out faithful, a crown of life he'll give, and all his valiant soldiers eternal life shall have. Through grace, I am determined to conquer though I die. And then away to Jesus on wings of love I'll fly. So I, so I come because I have given my life up to him. And I need encouragement and wisdom about truly living as one of Christ's disciples. Also I know from years past that just spending a week devoted to seeking him and abiding in the presence of his spirit is life changing enough. Thank you for those exhortations to the rest of us that you've written. I'd like to suggest several reasons why you could be here right from Isaiah 40. I'm going to move fairly quickly. I don't think I'm even going to take time to reference verses. Why are you here? For consolation. For comfort. Comfort from pain and discouragement in your past. And some of you have shared that tonight. Why are you here? Well, it could be that you're here to prepare a way, yea, even a highway for our God in the wilderness of your heart. You might be here to see the glory of the Lord unveiled. You're here in some way because the Spirit of the Lord has blown upon you and you feel your mortality. Is that right? Surely the people is grass. You could be here to behold your God, to gaze upon Him. You might be here because even in your youth you have been paralyzed in fear and in bondage. And it could be that some of you are here because you have utterly fallen. What are you going to do about it now that you're here? What will you do about it? Well, Isaiah has a few suggestions for you. He says that you ought to prepare that highway for God to meet with you. Prepare a highway, a place to do business with God this week. Go ahead, prepare right now. Isaiah also says something good to do about it would be, go ahead, behold your God, consider him. In verses 12 to 26, it's just like a slot of beholding your God. Behold your God and his incredible power. 
Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Who has comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure? Who has weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the spirit of the Lord or being his counselor has taught him? With whom took he counsel? And who instructed him? And taught him in the path of judgment and taught him knowledge and showed to him the way of understanding. Who did it? Look at him. He is infinite. For that he is strong in power, we heard, not one faileth. That is referring, I believe, earlier in the chapter, that verse is referring to verse 22, which says, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain, and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. And a couple verses later then it says, Verse 26, go ahead now. We've been talking about the heavens. Lift up your eyes on high. And behold, who hath created these things that bringeth out their host by number. If you stop to count the galaxies recently, or the stars, he calleth them all by names, by the greatness of of his might. For that he is strong in power, not one faileth. Not one. Behold your God and his keen insight and understanding, especially in your life. He knows you. Behold him. He'd like to speak on a highway with you this week. Behold his absolute sovereignty over your life. Even if you get sent to bear his message before kings as Daniel did. Is he sovereign? Yes, he is. Could you stand before kings? It's very possible. Will he be strong for you then? Yes, he will. Could this be a preparation time for that moment? Yes, it could be. Consider him. And consider the value of the moment. Consider that he is incomparable to anyone or anything. 